Resting, the maid assures her mistress. Isn't that so, Dr. Mino? What you say, the honest doctor wavers, may well be true. My father told me, Orito says, Dr. Yuragami was overseeing the birth. <sighs> so he was, grunts Mino. From the comfort of his consulting rooms, after the baby stopped kicking, Yuragami ascertained that, for geomantic reasons, discernible to men of his genius, the child's spirit is reluctant to be born. The birth, henceforth, depends on the mother's willpower. The rogue, Mino needs not add, dares not bruise his reputation by presiding over the stillbirth of such an estimable man's child. Chamberlain Tomine then persuaded the magistrate to summon me. When I saw the arm, I recalled your doctor of Scotland and requested your help. My father and I are both deeply honoured by your trust, says Orito. And I curse Yuragami, she thinks, for his lethal unwillingness to lose face. Abruptly, the frogs stop croaking and as though a curtain of noise falls away, the sound of Nagasaki can be heard, celebrating the safe arrival of the Dutch ship. If the child is dead, says Mino in Dutch, we must remove it now. I agree. Orito asks the housekeeper for warm water and strips of linen, and uncorks a bottle of Leiden salts under the concubine's nose to win her a few moments' lucidity. Miss Kawasemi... We are going to deliver your child in the next few minutes. First, may I feel inside you? The concubine is seized by the next contraction and loses her ability to answer. Warm water is delivered in two copper pounds as the agony subsides. We should confess, Dr. Mino proposes to Arito in Dutch. The baby is dead. Then amputate the arm to deliver the body. First, I wish to insert my hand to learn whether the body is in a convex lie or concave lie. If you can discover this without cutting the arm, Mino means amputate, do so. Orito lubricates her right hand with rapeseed oil and addresses the maid. Fold one linen strip into a thick pad. Yes, yes, like so. Be ready to wedge it between your mistress's teeth, otherwise she might bite off her tongue. Leave spaces at the sides so she can breathe. Dr. Mino, my inspection is beginning. You are my eyes and ears, Miss Aibagawa, says the doctor. Orito works her fingers between the fetus's biceps and its mother's ruptured labia until half her wrist is inside Kawasemi's vagina. The concubine shivers and groans. Sorry, says Orito. Sorry. Her fingers slide between warm membranes and skin and muscles still wet with amniotic fluid, and the midwife pictures an engraving from that enlightened and barbaric realm, Europe. If the transverse lie is convex, recalls Orito, where the fetus's spine is arched backwards so acutely that its head appears between its shins, like a Chinese acrobat, she must amputate the fetus's arm, dismember its corpse with toothed forceps, and extract it piece by grisly piece. Dr. Smelly warns that any remnant left in the womb will fester and may kill the mother. 
If the transverse lie is concave, however, Arito has read, where the fetus's knees are pressed against its chest, she may saw off the arm, rotate the fetus, insert crotchets into the eye sockets, and extract the whole body head first. The midwife's index finger locates the child's knobbly spine, traces its midriff between its lowest rib and its pelvic bone, and encounters a minute ear, a nostril, a mouth, the umbilical cord, and a prawn-sized penis. Breach is concave, Orito reports to Dr. Mino, but cord is a round neck. Do you think the cord can be released? Mino forgets to speak Dutch. Well, I must try. Insert the cloth, Orito tells the maid. Now, please.